He took to lying in his bath for hours, clambering out in the evenings for a little dry toast and a lot of tea, before limping wordlessly upstairs to lock himself in his bedroom. He did not bother to put his glass eye in, but wore a black patch all the time. He was usually a voracious reader, but now he would not open a book or even pick up any of his five daily newspapers. However, that was probably for the best. My guardian never took well to adverse criticism, and there was no shortage of that in the press, or the many abusive letters that were delivered several times a day. My mother had died giving birth to me, and my father had joined her in the summer of 81, leaving me the Grange, our family estate in Parbold, but not the means to maintain it. I had never heard of my godfather, Sidney Grice, but my lawyers assured me that he was a gentleman of the highest repute, and so his offer to take me under his wing had seemed like a gift from heaven six months ago. But now I was beginning to wonder if I should have struggled harder to stay at home. Many evenings I dined alone, forking a reheated vegetable stew around my plate and nibbling chalky bread. Afterwards I would go into the tiny courtyard garden to smoke two Turkish cigarettes under the twisted cherry tree and then upstairs to write my journals. And after that I went to my writing box and pressed the button under the inkwell to open the secret compartment and untie the ribbon around my precious bundle. Your letters are so few, and I know them by heart, but your dear hands held them as mine hold them now. I dreamed of you that night. We were drifting in a rowing boat down a holly green river, the sun blazing in the indigo sky, and the herons scudding raggedly over us. We had a picnic basket at our feet, and a bottle of champagne hanging into the water, and we lay back just holding hands and happy. It was all so lovely until the end. I can never change that. I destroyed the last letter you wrote. On the first Tuesday of September, however, my guardian came down for breakfast and graced me with a grunt. We sat at opposite ends of the table, me looking at him with his unopened copy of Simpkins' Diseases of the Human Foot. I need a big case, he said suddenly, or my brain shall become as stagnant as yours. Something will turn up, I said, but he shook his head. Who will employ my services now? I cannot even show my face without being ridiculed and abused. I cracked open my egg and pushed it hastily aside. The smell of sulphur was nauseating. Perhaps you need to get away for a bit. A bit of what? He picked up a slice of toast, crustless and charcoaled, just as he liked it. Why don't we take a holiday? What an absurd idea. Can you imagine me in a striped blazer, ambling along gaudy promenades and eating cockles from a paper cone? I had to admit that I could not, but I was delighted to see him so suddenly animated. He leaned over and stretched across to slide my egg cup towards him, with his grice-patent extendable fly-swat, and smelled it appreciatively, though he was still very snuffly from a cold. Why not visit a friend? I suggested. A friend? He recoiled in disgust. I have no friend, and what on earth would I want one for? He shuddered. Really, March, it is quite bad enough suffering your shrill gibberish day and night, week after week, without taking on a friend. Sidney Grice tucked into the egg with relish. 
I threw down my napkin. I have lived among what most Englishmen would describe as ignorant savages and met with more courtesy than you are capable of. What is courtesy? My guardian dabbed his lips. It is deceit, bursting with lies. If I were courteous, I should have to tell you that you look nice, when to the best of my knowledge you never have, and I do not suppose that you ever will. You are the rudest man I have ever met. I hope so, for your sake, he retorted. A ruder man might express his opinions on your low intelligence or ungainly deportment. Most girls glide about like statues on casters, you told me, but you sway and move like a woman. You have blood in your veins, not weak tea. I toyed with the idea of throwing my plate at him, but I was hungry and there was little enough to eat in his house as it was. I think I preferred it when you were silent. So did I.